Making art is meant to be a wild creative process, not one caged by shame that whispers, you're not good enough, you're not doing enough, you will never be successful. So let's rewild our relationships with our creative work. I'm your host, author and creative wellness coach, Kristen Kiefer, and this is Wild Making. Hello again, fellow creatives. As some of you may know, I have recently been recovering from what was pretty much about a month-long bout with insomnia, where I just really, really was not sleeping all that well. It deeply impacted all of my work for my creative business, for my personal creativity with my fiction. I was a bit of a mess. And by a bit, I mean a big old mess for about a month there. And over the last week or two, I've been recovering. Thank goodness I've been sleeping much better. Most nights I have been feeling much more energized, much more rested, and trying to catch up on all of the things that I was behind on because of my experience with insomnia. So recently, like just I mean, by recently I mean earlier today, I realized that as I've been recovering and kind of trying to play catch up, I've been doing a bit of comparing and despairing. I've been comparing my output during my recovery to my output when I am feeling well and fully rested and energized. And I've been comparing my output to, you know, what other creatives are able to create and how they're able to produce and and those sorts of things. And because I wasn't kind of actively aware that I was doing this, that comparison was turning into a bit of despair for me. I was feeling a bit down recently, feeling a little bit like I'm never going to catch up and I'm never going to get anywhere. Or if I am going to get somewhere, this is going to have to be a huge push, a huge, you know, uh, amount of effort to get back to normal, get to where I want to be to succeed, right? I was comparing and despairing. And once I had this realization today, I was reminded of something at the perfect time. So also, as some of you may know, I am currently in a coaching certification program. It's a six-month program. I am learning all about how to coach properly and ethically according to the ICF, which is the International Coaching Federation. And at the end of that time, I will be able to pursue certification through the ICF. ICF. Really cool opportunity. But my point here today is that during my class today for this coaching program, I was reminded of the importance as a coach that I give my clients the dignity of their own process to not try to make them think like me, operate like me, hold them up to a certain standard of what I think is the right way to think, act, believe, etc., but instead to allow them to be who they are, to want what they want, to believe what they believe, to have their own insights, those sorts of things. And that phrase, giving, you know, your clients in this case, giving my clients the dignity of their own process really, really struck me because I realized that I have not been doing a very good job recently of giving myself the dignity of my own process. My own process has been a bit messed up lately. It's been a bit atypical because I have been in recovery from insomnia. 
And rather than treating this different sort of process, this process of recovery and working through recovery with dignity, I have subtly, subconsciously been shaming myself for not living up to expectations of how I think I should be operating, what my process should look like. And so today, I want to implore you to give yourself the dignity of your own process. One of the most fascinating things about human beings is how beautifully and intricately complex we are, how we all operate differently. We think differently, we feel differently, we experience the world differently, we have different skill sets, we have different knowledge, we have different backgrounds, different cultures, we have different experiences, different circumstances. Our brains just work differently than other people's brains. All of these different factors about who we are and and our lives and what makes us unique combine to create our own unique way of operating, our own unique way of processing, our own unique way of moving forward in life and engaging with it. And this is really, truly such a beautiful thing. When the world tries to erase our complexity, what it's trying to do is oppress us. It's trying to erase what makes us diverse and unique as human beings and get us to act and think and believe and operate uniformly. It's trying to erase what makes us human, what makes us fascinating, what makes us complex. And so when we compare ourselves as creatives to other creatives, or when we compare our current process to a process we've been able to achieve in the past, when we do any sort of comparison, even between how we're operating and our expectations of how we think we should be operating, and we compare in that light and we despair about it, we make ourselves wrong for how we're currently operating, or for what our current skill set is, for what we're currently able to produce with our art, the level of the art, the quality of the art, the quantity of the art that we're currently producing, right? When we make ourselves wrong, we aren't giving ourselves the dignity of our own process. We are oppressing and erasing what makes us unique and shaming ourselves for where we're at and what makes us who we are. And of course, this is not okay, right? By not okay, I mean this is not constructive to us leading lives in which we love ourselves and are in healthy relationship with ourselves and our art. We are self-oppressing, self-erasing, because that's what shame does to us. When we shame ourselves for being who we are and operating as we do, we diminish ourselves, we erase ourselves, we make ourselves wrong, we make ourselves a problem. We've talked about this at length on the podcast here. You know if you've been listening from the beginning what I'm talking about. But I just want to acknowledge first, you know, at at first, as if I'm not in the middle of this, this conversation today, right? This discussion. But I want to acknowledge that first and foremost, comparison is supernatural. Another thing we've talked about here on the podcast and that I've talked about through other areas of my work is the fact that humans are a social species. We need one another to survive. We always have, which means that we have evolved certain defense mechanisms 
to ensure our social safety, to ensure that we have good standing with the tribe. One of these mechanisms is comparison, like a very instinctual, almost subconscious sort of comparison. We are often scanning our environment, observing the world around us and how people are operating within it, and comparing ourselves to that to see where we lie in the social standing of the tribe, among the tribe, right? And so it is perfectly natural to, perfectly normal, perfectly natural to find yourself comparing yourself to other creatives or to your past work or to your expectations for where you think you should be. It is is perfectly natural and normal to find yourself comparing, comparing yourself in any sort of, in any sort of way. That is not a problem. That is not something you need to fix or overcome. What matters is how you choose to respond when you notice, when you become aware that you are comparing yourself in some way. How are you going to respond to that? Are you going to experience that comparison as truth? Accept it? Make it part of your identity? Part of your belief system? Are you going to let that judgment sit and stay and be a part of your mindset? Or are you going to actively say, no, thank you, and reject any sort of self-judgment or self-shaming that is happening in the midst of your instinctive comparison? Are you going to give yourself the dignity of your own process, of your own humanity? What this means, if you're a little bit confused about what I mean by giving yourself the dignity of your own process, all this means is letting yourself be who you are without judgment. It just means not making yourself wrong or a problem for your current capacity, for your current energy levels, for what you're currently capable of producing, right? It's just a matter of not making yourself wrong for who you are and what you're able to do with the circumstances of your life right now. Right now, I am still in recovery from that month-long bout with insomnia. I am not fully rested yet. I am not back to tip-top shape. That is a circumstance of my life that I need to acknowledge and remove judgment from. Doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with me, that I have, in essence, been ill for a month and am now recovering. What I'm able to produce while I'm recovering is not a problem. It is not something I need to cast judgment upon or see as as wrong or something that needs to be fixed, right? All that's happening here, here is that I am using the circumstances of my life and the unique way that I think and believe and operate to create what I can. Right now, that doesn't look like my normal work week. It doesn't look like my normal output in a week inside of my creative business. Last week, I didn't post a new podcast episode, even though I committed this year to doing a weekly episode, because I simply had so much that I was trying to catch up on, and I had to prioritize some other tasks over that weekly podcast episode. That doesn't mean that I failed in my commitment. It means that I am an imperfect human being who chose to do what was best for me in that moment and say, It's okay to let go of this task for this week. It is okay to not be perfect inside of this commitment I have made to myself. 
that is what giving yourself the dignity of your own process can look like. Letting yourself be who you are. Without making yourself a problem. Letting yourself operate at the capacity that you can currently operate at without making your output, or lack thereof, a problem. It's about honoring, respecting, acknowledging, accepting, and embracing who you are, where you're currently at in life, what circumstances you're dealing with, what capacity you currently have to show up and create or to that you need to funnel into addressing other areas of your life. It's just about letting yourself be. No judgment, no shame. We are not taught to give ourselves a whole lot of dignity in life. Often, many of us, especially systemically, uh, especially if you belong to any sort of, um, if you've been marginalized by society, right? And just all of us living under capitalism for that matter. We have not really been taught to give ourselves dignity for who we are and how we operate. We've been taught to do a whole lot of judging of ourselves so that somebody else can profit from the things that they market to us that we're told will will fix us, fix the problems of our lives, and from the power that other people maintain by trying to make our beautiful diversity something more uniform. So I want to acknowledge that we are not really taught this and acknowledge that learning to give yourself dignity and to reject any self-judging or self-shaming thoughts that pop up for you is very much a practice. It's something you need to learn. It's something that you need to give yourself a lot of patience to adopt. Go slowly here. Be gentle with yourself. But pretty, pretty please, I implore you creatives to give yourself the dignity of your own process, of your own creative interests, of your own current skill sets, of your creative spirit, of everything that makes you who you are as an artist at this point in time. There's nothing wrong with you, there's nothing wrong with what you love, and there's nothing wrong with how you operate. Keep doing you, keep loving you, respecting you, accepting you, and embracing you, and see what you can't create from that place. See how you won't change the world, or at the very least, which is really nothing, there's nothing very about it, but at the very least, see how you will change yourself and your relationship with your art, okay? I'll see you all next week, fingers crossed. Thank you for listening to today's Wild Making. If this episode felt like coming home to yourself as an artist or a maker, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing to help this podcast reach a wider audience of creatives like yourself. And for more on untaming your art, be sure to check out my current coaching offers and subscribe to receive weekly wisdom-packed emails in your inbox for free at kristinkiefer.co. Cool? Until next time, shine on, my friend.